Oh, shit. Here we go again. As always, we got to kick this podcast off with thanking this man right here, Jonathan Laparilla. He supports the show on Patreon, hoping you guys will join up with him. He will forever be our executive producer. Everybody will fall under him, as I've told you before. As always, my brother, John, man, thank you so much for supporting the show. Can't thank you enough. Like always, you give us ideas, credits, memes, and different shit to talk about on the show. We sometimes listen to it, and most of the time, we just make fun of each other. My brother, I love you, and be safe during this crazy time, man. All right, man, let's get going with the show. Yo, what are you doing right now? The big V. Look, man. All right, man, let's just jump right into this shit. <laughs> so, uh, I made my wife wake so up and drive me there anyway. <laughs> Now, when you bought that sweater, right? You just go, fuck it. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going full Mr. Rogers. You've tuned into the Match at a Podcast. Alright, guys. As you can tell, as you can see, it's just me today. The good brother, my good brother, uh, Jonathan Vallejo, is uh, recovering from a sleep study last night. Didn't stop him from sending me messages at 8 o'clock in the morning because he was telling me that his shoulder hurt and he woke up six times throughout the night. We'll be doing a Christmas special live to Facebook Wednesday, most likely. And uh, any topics you want us to cover, obviously, we'll be talking about what we're thankful for, how crazy this year has been. Um but yeah, man, just trying to focus on the positive, you know, as always, just talk a little shit and uh, see where it goes. But yeah, so I started uh, keto. Let me let me be honest about this. Shit, right? I've slowly started to transition to keto to starting keto. I've bought the food. I've uh, implemented different recipes into my diet. I'm still had a lot of food at the house that we had to get rid of, because like I told you guys on the show before. On, on our last episode, I didn't want to just jump right into it and throw away all this food that hadn't gone bad because financially I'm not at a place and I'll never be at a place where I'm comfortable just throwing away food. I've wasted food before. It's well documented. I've let asparagus go bad. Uh, cheese has gone bad in my fridge and different things have spoiled in my fridge. That's happened. Um, but I'll never be one to throw away food that isn't spoiled, right? Just, just for my childhood, I've never been comfortable. You know, I grew up. Never starving, but I know what it's like to struggle. Um, my mom used to not have enough money to feed the both of us. So I remember every Friday, my mom would get me McDonald's, but it would only be like McDonald's for me. And like she'd just pick off my fries because, you know, we didn't have enough money for both of us to eat. It was before my, my younger brother. So I'll never be the one to just throw away good food. Um, so just trying to be better about that shit. So, you know, we're getting rid of the food that isn't keto or is is high in carbs that you know so my wife is not eating that as much and we're just slowly making the change right like i'm being more conscious about what i'm putting into my body look as you can tell look i'm a big guy uh 320 weighed myself this morning so that's got to change i'm trying to get down to like 265 i'm trying to get down to ufc heavyweight weight um but yeah so started keto bought all the food spent like 400 at sam's club and I'm pretty sure that all that meat, like the chicken wings, chicken thighs, the ground beef, the ribs, not not the ribs, the rib eyes, the, I think we bought like flank steak, 
all that stuff is going to get incorporated into my diet to slow to cuz I've I've yo-yo dieted too many times in the past, right? Where like I won't stick to anything too long because I quit everything cold turkey and I'm trying to just, you know what I mean? And I'm trying to just quickly change. And it hasn't worked for me, right? Like, just being honest. It hasn't worked for me and it hasn't worked for a lot of people. I'm not I'm not alone in this. I, I understand that. So I'm trying to figure that whole thing out. So I'm still, there's still things that I'm eating that I shouldn't be, right? That hopefully in the future, within the next two weeks, all that food should be gone and it should be full on keto. But I've made, like last night I made... A uh, Philly cheesesteak casserole, which is flank steak, uh, egg, uh, two eggs, right? You make it into an egg, flag, flank steak, peppers, garlic, onions, and then you cook the flank steak first. Um, then you add in the garlic, you add in the onions and the green pepper, uh, I think like a tablespoon of soy sauce, and then cream cheese, right? Because it's like heavy on dairy and, you know, heavy, heavy on dairy and and, and fats, the reason why I started is because my neighbor, um, he's an older gentleman. He's probably like in his mid to late 70s now. He started keto. And then people I know, a lot of people I know have done keto. Like one of my uh, good friends, Eric John, uh, is on keto. He's a big guy too. He's losing weight. And we're, we're helping and inspiring each other. Like he's telling me about chaffles, which is an egg and cheese. And then you just uh, mix it up and then throw it into like a mini waffle maker, which I just bought this past week. But yeah, so like, like I was saying last night, Bought a, I didn't buy it. I bought the waffle maker. Um, Last night, I made the, the Philly cheesesteak casserole, which is flank steak. You can make it with, like, ribeye and, like, different kinds of different kinds of steaks, whatever you want to make. But I ended up using flank steak because I'm going to make that. I'm going to use the rest of the flank steak because I only use the pound and a half of that to make ropa vieja. Um, so it was, like, flank steak, peppers, minced garlic, onions, Worcestershire sauce. Never know quite how to say that. Then you have a sour cream, which is like a, I think you needed like two ounces of that. Mix it in in, the, in a pan and then put it in a baking plate. And then you add in uh, two eggs, a mixture of two eggs. Uh, can't remember the rest of it. Two eggs, uh, heavy whipping cream, a little bit of salt and pepper. And then you just drizzle it and then you add uh, four to five pieces of provolone cheese you lay it on top and you bake it in the oven for 350 because everything's already cooked it's just about melting down the cheese and getting it all congealed and connected together so it was delicious man i actually had it's like four to five servings four to six servings that you get out of the eight by eleven baking dish so got that done i ate that last night and i ate some more today for lunch and i'm also trying to incorporate intermittent fasting where like i don't eat till later in the day and try to cut myself eating, cut myself off eating around seven or eight o'clock at night, and then I just wait fourteen or sixteen hours and eat the next day. It's something I've done in the past. It's actually not something that difficult for me because it's just basically skipping breakfast. And so what I'll mostly do is just have breakfast for dinner. Like for dinner tonight, I'll have uh, eggs and bacon, probably three strips of bacon, uh, and then probably two chaffles, which is just egg and cheese. And it's really easy. You just make it right there in the little mini waffle maker, and it's cool, man. Um. It's weird though, like eating like that because I'm not, I'm not as hungry. And I almost feel like because of what I'm eating, it, it like because I'm not just eating like air and salad or fucking ice chips and lettuce, you know. Like it's it's harder to believe that this stuff is successful, you know, just because you're. I'm not used to eating stuff like or believing that stuff like steak during a diet is gonna be good for you or 
or shit like that. You should just be eating chicken and veggies, right? Like this, that's all stuff me and like my boy Danny used to talk about. And I used to eat. Got to the point where I got tired of fucking eating broccoli, and so I'm, you know, bought all the snacks, pork rinds, different shit like that. Watch, watch a bunch of videos on YouTube from this guy Thomas Delauer, and you know, talking about it with my friend Eric John, and I know my boy Ula, O U L A, uh, is a was a big proponent of keto. It was successful for him. So just slowly trying to transition and not trying to cut myself off cold turkey because too many times I've jumped right back into fucking up. Like like almost within a week to 10 days, I'm like, I can't do it because like the the addiction and the withdrawals is too much. So I'm just trying to slowly merge off of it. You know what I mean? Not trying to have the night sweats or anything crazy like that. But yeah, I'm really trying to do it, man. I've This COVID, this uh, pandemic, 10 months, and not really. I can't even blame it all on this. I've been eating like shit for way too long and that's got to change. So, root for me, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like it's not going to be easy. Am I going to slip? Yes. I'm just trying to focus on if I have a bad meal, I don't make it a bad bad day of eating bad meals. Or I don't make it a bad week. You know what I mean? Like, I, I give myself a grace period and understand that it's going to be hard. But, you know, try to stay on the road as much as possible. It's going to have speed bumps and shit like that. But, just trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to act like I'm going to have everything done right away and, I'm going to figure it all out. It's going to be perfect. Bum, 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 bum. No, it has to be. I have to slowly merge into a discipline that I haven't had probably in the last five, six years. You know, I've been eating. I've been, like before we moved here, we used to eat out all the time. And now we buy so, too many snacks. And I'm like, oh, but it won't be bad if we just have this one snack. And it's been and it's been me mostly. You know what I mean? Like if, I eat like shit when I drive because you guys know I drive for a living. So I'm just trying to get that shit together. But yeah, man, I'll keep you guys updated on and up to date on how I'm eating and what new recipes I'm trying. First of all, chaffles are good. Was not a fan of a regular Belgian waffle. It was too floury. Chaffles are super easy. It's just mozzarella cheese, like six ounces, and an egg. And you mix it up, and then you drip it into a mini waffle maker. You let it cook up, and then you eat it. That's it. You don't even have to put syrup. It's good. It's just it's just egg and cheese. It's fucking great. I really recommend it. Um, and you wouldn't think you like it, but it's actually pretty good because it's something that I, I never ate before Saturday. I think I had it and I made it Bought a waffle maker from uh, Walmart. It was like nine bucks and easy and good to go. But yeah, man, it's, uh, it's fun. It's enjoyable. I'm not, it's not miserable for me. I'm able to snack on like cheese. I have my little cheese snacks and, uh, uh, deli meat wraps with uh, provolone cheeses, Kobe Jack, you know, just a variety, so it doesn't it doesn't start to feel monotonous. But that's what we're doing, man. Let's get into the rest of the stuff I got into this weekend, this past week. Oh yeah, listen, I had not watched Lord of the Rings probably fifteen years. And I'm gonna tell you the truth, uh, Fellowship of the Ring. First of all, none of these are spoilers or spoiler alerts, right? These movies came out twenty years ago, so you shouldn't you didn't watch it by now. Please don't listen to the rest of this, but you should have. So, watch Fellowship of the Ring. It was a little rough. The graphics did not stand the test of time. The audio wasn't great, but the overall first of all, the audio maybe it was my TV or maybe the fact that I'm just progressively getting more and more deaf. But uh. It was hard to listen to, like, Gandalf talk. I feel like he mumbled a lot of his shit. Like, he was the Lord of the Rings mumble rapper. So, that was something. And then, 
you get into the story. The story is great, right? You have Aragorn, uh, Legolas, Gimli, which are the dwarf, the return of the king, and uh, the elf. You know what I mean? Part of the story, which is great. And then you have these four hobbits that are like the size of most of my most of my friends standing up. God, I have them. I have some really short friends. But yeah. So I watched all three, you know, in three separate days. Couldn't have watched all fucking three in one day. That's like nine hours of fucking movies almost. Because it was like five and a half for two and three and a half. Yeah, so it was like nine hours of movies. Impossible to watch all of that in one day. And I still have to be productive and live a fucking life. But so watch them over three separate days. Um, you know, I had a slow week last week. And they were fucking phenomenal, man. The third one, obviously, is the best one because they have, like, the longest battle at that time, I think, in cinematic history. It was, like, over an hour. Not an hour straight because they would, like, jump back into telling you the story of what's going on with Frodo and all this other shit. Dude, it was just a really good... It was just a really good time. And, obviously, like, the first two end with cliffhangers because, you know, it's a trilogy. And then the third one gives you the conclusion. There was so much that I did not remember. Like, I didn't remember Fellowship of the Ring at all. Like, I kind of remembered, when, you know, obviously the ring shit and the Bilbo Baggins story and all that. I remembered all that. But it was, like, the smaller scenes of, like, what happened with Gandalf when he saw the ring and how it all started. And, you know what I mean? And the story of, of Sauron, the evil wizard, and all this different shit. I was like, damn, dude, I don't remember this movie. I fucking also It was almost like I was watching it all again for the first time. It was just really good. Like, I've I've noticed that. I don't know if it's just me, right? Because obviously I'm not the only one going through this shit. But it's good to just watch movies that are like lighthearted and aren't intense. Like obviously there's like intense battle scenes, but you know the good guys win in the end. If you don't know, sorry. Yeah, the good guys win. Would have been a shitty movie if like the fucking orcs win. That would have been ridiculous. But it was just, you know, something I like veg out on and just enjoy for the cinematic. I'm not going to say masterpiece because again, dude, the audio was... A big issue for me. Um, again, don't know if it was just me. So if you guys have watched it recently, please let me know. But for me, it was a little bit of a struggle. But this guy right here, finally figured out which side I'm on with the camera. Frodo was a monster, bro. Like that guy was, that guy killed every scene he was in. Uh, you know, he could, you could see the struggle on his face. It was just, it was just a good time of like figuring out how he was gonna get the ring to Mordor and all this different shit. So next, I think we're going to try the Harry Potter series, which is seven movies. So that's going to take a little bit. But you also have the holidays this week with Christmas. So, you know, got to watch Die Hard, um, probably Jingle All the Way, Home Alone. You know, the Christmas classics. I don't know if Jingle All the Way is a Christmas classic, but it just popped into my head because I saw um, I saw Chris Stuckman talking about it for his review for like probably holiday movies. Ah, dude, speaking of holiday movies, we watched some movie called Happiest Season on Hulu. So, mm, it's a story about, uh, it's with Christian Stewart and Daniel Levy. Daniel Levy's from, uh, you know, uh, Schitt's Creek. But he, uh, he's like the, plays the best friend. He's more like a supporting character. But Christian Stewart's girlfriend hasn't come out to her parents yet. And it's, this is like, they... I'm not going to talk, like, if you're going to watch the movie, I'm not going to ruin it. movie just came out, like, a couple weeks ago. But I just didn't believe, and it's acting, right? I didn't believe, they didn't have any chemistry, the two, the two, the two women. Like, it was just, like, the same way, like, you kind of hope she got with the other girl. I don't know. 
It was weird. That's all I'm going to say about that. But, yeah, man, Lord of the Rings was fucking really good, bro. Like, the battle scenes were crazy. Like, the makeup that they did for the orcs. Like, again, like, the CGI, obviously, from the first one to the third, incredibly better. Like, you just you could, you could even see the differences with Gollum. Like, in the first ones, he was, like, you could sit, see how, like, digitized and, like, off he was. And, like, you could clearly tell where he wasn't. You know what I mean? Where, like... Obviously, there isn't a real golem that isn't a real human or that isn't a real humanoid or whatever it is. But in the second and third ones, because I think he comes in in the second and the third one, way better. Like the CGI, they put way more money into it, took more time on that. And you really thought that he was like really there. You know, he just had a better presence about him. And the, and the first time they showed him was like, oh, this is this is rough. It's a little bit hard to see like that moments like that. But seeing like all these people that dressed up as fucking orcs and because Tolkien is a big time is a big time thing. It's fucking huge. But man, that, that shit was really good. And obviously uh, you had the Mandalorian that that came out with the season finale. If you haven't watched it. We'll talk about that probably on Sunday because by then it had already been a week since it came out. Don't want to ruin it right after. But if you're like most people, I don't know if you waited for all eight episodes. So if you listen to this, watch this on YouTube. Uh, listen to this wherever you get your podcast. Don't want to talk about that just yet. I know people like as soon as the fucking thing comes out, they have like a watch mojo thing where they're like, oh, what this really means in season eight explained and or episode eight explained. Not not doing that shit yet. Going to wait a week because if you haven't watched it, I don't want to ruin it for you. But yeah, Lord of the Rings I could talk about because it came out 20 years ago. Highly recommend it. It's a good time. It's on HBO Max, all three movies. Uh, I think all seven movies of Harry Potter are also on HBO Max. This weekend, uh, you have, or this Friday, I should say, you have Wonder Woman 84, 1984 coming out. <sighs> I'm going to watch it just because I like comic books, but the trailers don't look good to me. I'm just, you know what I mean? Just giving you a little a little couple thoughts on that. Trailer doesn't look good to me. I'll watch it because the fuck else am I, am I going to do? I'm home. It's Christmas Day, well, which we'll do after like get back from my mom's house and uh, I'm having dinner. Usually do it on Noche Buena, but... My stepdad is working, so we do it on Christmas Day. But uh, it doesn't look good. The one I am looking forward to is on Disney Plus with uh, Soul, with Jamie Foxx playing the lead character. Um, definitely already seems like it's going to be like an inside-out type of thing where it's going to have a really big message and people are going to cry. I'll probably cry. Got no shame in it. I watch. I could watch Coco right now and I will cry. No shame. Like, my, like Jonathan says, uh, I can do that shit like Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Get back in there, tear. But I can't can't always do it, man. Sometimes it just happens. Look forward to that shit. But yeah, man. Um, seven hours of fuck. Not seven hours. Probably like 14 or 15 hours. Who knows how long each movie is for Harry Potter. But the nine hours spent watching Lord of the Rings was really good. Really, really good. Like, you get chills when, like, Gandalf come back from uh, being Gandalf the Grey to Gandalf the White. And being, like, a fucking master wizard. Just fucking dope, bro. Shit is fucking dope. All right, let's get into the last topic of the motherfucking show. A la madre. A la madre y nada más. That's the remix right there. Nobody sings it, and it's probably not a song that anybody will ever repeat, but you get it. Dude, like, what a fucking difference Real Madrid has been the last three weeks, man. From being damn near out of the group stage for the first time since I've, since the first time in forever, to making it through, and now... Beating Atletico Madrid 2-0. Uh, beating Ibar 3-1. I think they beat Valencia 3-1. Uh, 
who, what the fuck is going on? And then I started thinking, right? This is an older team, right? Like they're all their key players are late twenties, early thirties. Some are getting to their mid thirties. Like you have the Sergio Ramos is the Luka Modric. It takes them a little while to get warmed up, right? Like when you have an older car, it takes a couple of tricks, you know what I mean? Like you got to talk to it, you got to turn turn the key. Come on, baby, you got this. Let's let's get it warmed up. It's, we're gonna be all right. We're gonna figure this out together. And that's kind of what Real Madrid is, right? Like Real Madrid, that I'm not gonna say grew up watching, but was exposed to with the European exposure of soccer. To me, watching, you know, what I mean the BBC, which Bale, uh, Benzema, and Cristiano, that was a fucking Tesla. There was no need for like fuel injection. It was just ready to go. They were If they were on the pitch, they were going to find a way to win because they had the three best players on the pitch. And then you had a younger Luka Modric, an amazing Tony Cruz, a fucking young Casemiro, which replaced James, the whole reason why I joined the Real Madrid team as a fan. And then you had a young Ramos, Varane, Ferland, not even a man. You had the greatest left back in the world in Marcelo. And then you had Carvajal, the greatest, if not the second greatest, right back. And then you had... uh. Keylor Navas, and before him, you had a motherfucker that I can't remember that Danny's going to fucking text me about, that they let him go as soon as I got Keylor Navas, but you had this team that would dominate, and you get spoiled, and you get accustomed to that, so when they struggle, it's difficult, right, so now they have, they have like this weird transition of like really young players, and a Vinicius, and a Rodrigo um, on the wings that, you know what I mean, they're replacing a goat and a half goat, I guess, as a right winger, as as a Madridista, because Bale was amazing on the pitch, but just never had the right attitude, I guess. Zidane was not a fan, so ipso facto or whatever the fucking word is, we become not fans. We see that his his attitude on the pitch is different and all this shit. But man, they who they've been the last couple of weeks has been a complete turnaround. And again, it's been I think the season started in September. Uh. So it took them about three months, but that's calmly what they've been for since since Cristiano left, since Ronaldo left, right? They've become this team that isn't a, a fast starting team. It it takes them a little while to get warmed up, get the legs on themselves because they're a little bit older. Take when you get older, take it for a thirty six year old. It takes a little bit longer to do things, right? Got to stretch a little more. Got to you know what I mean? You got to your warm ups have to have to be a little bit more intense to get the blood the blood pumping and shit like that. And these are world-class athletes. So it took them a little longer because also they're like, their routines are completely out of whack with not being able to do the normal things they used to do because of COVID and all this different shit. So it's a lot that goes into it. But I was like, yeah, this, I'm not saying this team is going to like win Champions League. I'm not saying that at all. I don't think they have the firepower. I don't think they're consistent enough. I don't even know if they'll get out of the next, the fucking groups, the, the, not the group stage, but the knockout stages with uh, playing Atalanta. Um, where they got where, I think they have the home and home I don't know if they brought in like the sudden death thing where like one game and you're out but I think they have the home and home so hopefully that's a favorable matchup but Atalanta has Ciro Immobile which scores goals at fucking will but we'll see what they turn into but man who they've been the last couple of weeks in La Liga and then that great performance that much needed performance of Borussia much against Borussia much and Gladbach they've been a totally different team dude and it's it's frustrating to watch because, like, this team has amazing pieces that they should be much better than they are. 
But you also have to realize they're not as young as they used to be. So they're not going to be the fastest players on the pitch. They're going to get away with, like, doing the little tricks and, you know what I mean, the little veteran tricks that, that it takes to win a game. So you have great passes from Luka Modric to Benzema yesterday. Benzema with an amazing goal. They went 3-1 against Ibar. Well, Barcelona draws. You don't have to throw that in there. But, yeah, I mean, it's a totally different team, and it's just really fucking weird, dude. But, again, it goes back to the fact that they're older. Hopefully, they make some moves next offseason. I don't want. I don't know if I want any January transfers. Um, I don't want any uh, quick fixes for a long-term thing. You know what I mean? Like, I want a legit plan, which I think they have, which is why you bring back. I think Real Madrid has the most money out of any team in Europe that they need to spend. I think they have, like, a hundred, over 100 million euros. I think they need like a center, another center back, probably Upamecano uh, from RB RB Salzburg. Uh, I think obviously I want Kylian Mbappe. Wouldn't mind Erling Haaland. They need better attacking going forward. Uh, hopefully Hazard gets his shit together and stops getting injured. It's not something that could help, right? But because you see him when he's on the pitch, he could be a real difference maker. When he's been on there, he has assists. He doesn't have that many goals, obviously, because he's been nothing but hurt. But again, like he shows up out of shape uh, last season. It's kind of been a taste that hasn't left, anybody, left anybody's mouth. So they got to figure it out. But I'm excited. Um, I watched the, the highlights of yesterday's game because we were busy doing shit around the house. So wasn't able to catch it live. But it was pretty cool. Like the the pitch and the stadium looked like it was on a rooftop almost. Because you could like oversee wherever Ibar is. So it, I think it was like the Ipuara Stadium or some shit like that. Sorry if I mispronounced it, but yeah, man, it was really fucking cool. I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed watching the highlights. They look like a totally different team. And yeah, I'm looking forward to what they do in the future. Hopefully they can get it together. Um, I think they got some midweek stuff. Who knows? I think, I don't know if they get the Christmas break like that. Because I think, I think I know England has games the day right after. This is called like Boxing Day or some shit. But yeah, we'll see, man. I'm excited for it. Um, for hopefully, for Lamendi keeps getting better and attacking down the left side. Got Ohio's back and healthy, so that's really good. Not having to have Nacho or Lucas Vasquez play over there because that's not that's not his place. He's more of a right winger, right mid. So yeah, man, I'm here for it. As always, guys, that's that's the end of the show. Uh, make sure to follow us on all social medias, Manchester Podcast, and subscribe to the channel. Uh, just wanted to drop that in here and support us on Manchester Patreon like my good brother Jonathan alright guys catch y'all next time I gotta get ready for a therapy session as always man mental health is incredibly important during these crazy times it's not saying that it's gonna help absolutely everything but it'll help you understand more about you it's a better way to go about it Um, I highly recommend it not just as a veteran but as a man and I recommend it to all my friends it's not something that has to be stigmatized or looked down upon. It's just like every every other doctor. But the health of the mind is one of the most important things, man. You start seeing things a lot more clearer, and you start to understand more things about you. I just recommend it always and forever, bro. All right, guys, be safe. Catch y'all on Wednesday. Peace.